Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I have with me Hallucination. I have Toolman Tim, and I also have Bear Witness from the Hallucination. It's a pleasure to have you guys on the radio. Also, don't forget, tonight, it all goes down. In Ottawa, DJ Magnificent opens the show, then Hallucination comes on. It's at the Bronson Center. Doors open at 7 p.m., and it's going to be a show. Now, Tim and Bear, I got a question to ask both of you. Now, you're in Ottawa. Where are you going after the show to eat? <laughs> I don't know, man. It could be a lot of cool places. I usually go to ESD at least once every time I am in the city. I definitely, when I uh, started coming down here and working with, uh, back then, a tribe called Red, I used to come to ESD and get a, get a poutine. Now, now, Bear, you've been DJing for over 20 years. You know, this whole thing started for you back in 2007. When it comes to music and DJing and all that other sort of stuff, how did you get the idea just, you know, to do the whole electric powwow? You know, did you ever have any reservations to say, well, listen, you know, I, I can't touch this. I, I just want to, you know, just, just DJ and just have fun DJing and, and not do the electric powwow? Uh, well, I mean, when we started the electric powwow, it was it was exactly just that, like having fun DJing. Uh, we were all DJs in the Ottawa scene who were working, you know, working DJs. So we were just really doing what we were doing everywhere else, just doing it together and promoting it to our community. When you were when you were doing it, did anybody ever look at you and kind of go, "Don't do this," or did you did you even worry about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's always been uh, part of what we do that's pushing boundaries on on a lot of different levels, and we try to be as respectful and easy with that boundary pushing as we can. So. If there's ever been any kind of um, pushback or concerns about what we do, largely it was around uh, our our parties being in in clubs and bars and places where there's alcohol being served. But again, you know that that's where our events happen. That's where these, these shows happen. So we try to be as respectful as possible, as I said. And the songs that we do use in our music are powwow songs. Uh, when we do have dancers who are in regalia, they don't wear things like eagle feathers and stuff like that in the club. And you know, like I said, try to be as easy as we can with it. And I love exactly what you're doing. You're in Ottawa tonight. You're in Montreal tomorrow. But the last 20 months has been kind of very interesting. Well, what are the things that have gotten you through the last 20 months? Well, I think it was kind of like evolving ourselves as, as producers. I mean, like, uh, we take real good, real big pride in um, the work that we do. You went from, as you said, DJs to now becoming a band. How important was it to say that you were a band? Uh, I think that was, you know, a choice that we made early on to kind of just describe what we had evolved into. Again, when we started, we were just a bunch of club DJs. And by necessity, we had to set up all these different DJ setups because everybody played on different gear at the time. Like I was using a controller, you know, one guy would be using turntables, another would be using CDJs. And so we just, uh, at our electric power parties at Babylon, just had to have all these different setups going. And as the show evolved and as we started you know, making our own music and, and being out on tour, the necessity to come up with some kind of set that wasn't just a bunch of DJs throwing music down, you know, kind of party rock in style. Uh, when it became a necessity to start doing that, we realized that we could create something that was more like a band, that we were performing on top of one another and not just taking turns. And, and I enjoyed the fact that 
when it comes to what you do on stage, it's evolved in, in, in the aspect of, as you said, you were four DJs and now you're just two. Beat maker, um, DJ, you're on stage. But I've noticed that you, you've incorporated a lot more things, not just from the indigenous culture, but I noticed that you also had wrestling figures in front of your, in front of your gear as well, too. Can you explain why you do that? Uh, I mean, that's something that started just because we're uh, toy collectors and well, collectors in general. But the, the kind of things that you end up buying on tour are like records and toys and things like that. And so I had a, I would have toys with me out on tour and they just ended up finding their way on the <laughs> stage. And uh, we both have a deep love for wrestling and those uh, LJN uh, rubber wrestlers from from the 80s are both near and dear to both our hearts so it just Understood. became a thing you know that you know part of our part of our love and just a way to kind of like dress up the stage i guess okay well, who, who would be your favorite wrestlers i'm really big into ray phoenix right now love his work in mexico love what he's doing in any promotion that he's in and uh i said have a deep love for lucha the album is called One More Saturday Night. And could you explain how you arrived at that title for that album? Yeah, it was a long process. Like most of our album titles we've just kind of popped out with, but this one, it took a while to really find the right words for it. Because what this album is really is a tribute to those electric powwow parties that started here in Ottawa. When we were trying to name it, you know, we didn't want to just call it the electric powwow or something like that. And uh, those who used to go to the parties at Babylon will remember they happened on on the second Saturday of the month. So one more Saturday night is to say that we never got to do one more electric powwow party. It kind of ended abruptly. So this this album is that last closing electric powwow party in an album. The uh, the connection to the Grateful Dead song uh is accidental but uh definitely was something we were aware of going into it you said before that you've had to become more political you couldn't just be you know a group a band and have to take that stance because again you you are representing uh, you know indigenous culture and where where did that love come from where did that you know like you, you, again you, you you were djs you're a beat maker where did that love come from where who gave you that love uh, i think it's very much something that we were raised with but it ne we never really talk about these things as being separate, and that's why it's part of the responsibility of who we are as artists, as Indigenous artists, as, as Haudenosaunee artists who are using our culture in our music. You know, all of those things are what go into informing the way that we act, what we want to put forward into the world, and how we go about doing those things. Uh, so when we say that, you know, we're political by nature rather than but by design, you know, that just comes from knowing that everything that we do in this world is political because everything has been done in this world to not have us here. So just getting up in the morning and brushing my teeth is a political act of defiance against a world that's tried to wipe us out. With finally knowing and seeing what has happened to the children at residential schools, how do you cope with that when the shows are over? I mean, like, um, growing up, you know, on Six Nations, uh, we've always known that, you know, <laughs> we've listened to our elders, and our elders have told us for generations that this was going on, and this was, this is what was happening. So this has been an ongoing thing since I can remember. You know what I mean? This is not something that's just very recent. Although hearing the awareness and hearing everybody across the nation basically affirming to everyone else what, what we've been saying for generations is, is, is a little tough. 
because we were all mourning together and we were all just kind of dealing with well, how we can. But yeah, it's just one of those things going forward that, you know, like after, it, it feels nice to be able to come to the community and be together and dance together and, and play songs together and just, just overall see familiar faces. It's like kind of one of the jobs that we have is being a group. Was it hard not being on stage for like a good minute? You know, DJs, clubs, you know, venues were closed for, for a minute. Oh yeah, of course. It was uh, super difficult. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, those are all things that we love, but it's also that's that's our livelihood. You know, like that's uh, that's always how uh, a musician makes the majority of their livelihood is being on the road and touring. Like that's <laughs> so to know that you know not only could we not do it and not do this thing that we love, but also knowing that it was going to be, you know, something that was going to take a really long time to come back because the conditions of an indoor show is like, you know, that's that, that was like, you know, a checklist of everything you, that you couldn't do during, uh, during lockdowns and, and, and all that. So, so yeah, it was, it was a really uncertain, really difficult time, but, uh, Fortunately, we, you know, we, we did fall into some work that kept us afloat and going with doing some scoring for a movie and TV and, you know, that, which is actually something that Tim and I are, are incredibly passionate about, about scores and something that was always on our bucket list to do, but never have the time to. So all of a sudden, something that we've always, something that we've always dreamt about doing was in our lap and we had the time to do it. So can you let out the name of the movies and, and the stuff that you're, that you're working on or do you have oh, to yeah, keep yeah. that secret for now? No, no, no. They're, they're already out. Uh, well, the, the, the show is already out and we're starting to work on the second season now of uh, Rutherford Falls. And uh, nice. the movie is called uh, Slashback, but I don't think that that's, uh, hasn't, hasn't uh, come out yet. Gentlemen, I thank you very much. Tim, and bear witness, hallucination, don't forget tonight. Bronson Center, doors open at 7 p.m. It's going to be a show. Thank you. Thank yeah. you.